Hello there, everyone, and welcome to another Smash Tobia episode of the Super Cast Brothers podcast. I'm Xantuck, otherwise known as Lister, and we have somebody stuck in a box or a. Is he a Pop Tart? Or are you a Pop Tart, sir? What flavor of Pop Tart are you? Is your mic working? Budge. Oh. You can do better. With the marshmallow. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not a fan of the s'mores pop tarts. And strawberry jam. Wait, fudge, marshmallows, and strawberry jam. And sprinkles. This sounds like a well. Okay, it's a pop tart, of course, with sprinkles. But this sounds like a lot of things in a pop tart. You sure you're not a toaster yep. strudel? Please, we don't associate with the inferior. Yeah, I'd never. I tried one once at the kill. It's like this sucks. I want pop tarts. <laughs> Serious. <laughs> the best part about toaster strudels is, is the, throwing them in the trash. In the front. <laughs> um, Actually, the real best part of toaster strudels is the commercials. I'll admit that they had good commercials as a kid. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, I, I like the the Pillsbury Doughboy and like his warm stomach. Well, I hear you have a warm stomach. I do. Put him on the Smashtopia week one of these days. Uh, I don't wanna. I okay. really, I really okay. don't want to do that. I listen. I have standards, <laughs> and those standards mean not putting SpongeBob. Um or Naruto, or pretty <laughs> much any other fourth-party character on the wiki, except the ones we already did for podcast purposes. Izuku from My Hero Academia. The problem with... Well, he has he has enough that he can easily have a moveset be made for him, but no. No, no fourth parties in Smash. I know... Scooby-Doo. No, stop it! Listen, listen. Here's the thing. I'm trying to I'm trying to bring up which thing I need to look at here to reference the thing. Okay, so I know Sora is in now. I know he is, but Sora being in does not mean fourth parties are coming to Smash. I just need to make this clear. Okay, this doesn't mean shit. Yes, we called that episode uh, sealing the deal because hey, you know what? Oh, maybe no. It's the if we get them in someday, it's not going to be because of Sora, okay? I'm just, I'm just making that clear right here, right now. But it's anyways, this is Mouse not emblem. the episode for that. That'll be another day, another time, maybe. Four parties are not yeah. happening. I'm just, <laughs> listen, they're not happening. Yeah. You can be sad about it if well you want. You can be angry with me for saying it, but it ain't going to change the thing. You want to play as anime characters in a fighting game? There's games for that. You know what there's Frosted not? Mini Wheat will be playable. Just play as Powdered Toastman in Nickelodeon All Star Brawl. I hate him instantly, though, so I can't do it. I could beat him up, though. You could beat up Powdered Toastman? Yeah. I don't know why Powdered Toastman is a concept that exists. I did not watch it, the show he is in, but I just have to wonder. Why? What? 
It's one of the least disturbing things from that show. <laughs> Nickelodeon had had some weird shit up the years. I still mm-hmm. want to know where the fuck Jimmy and Timmy is. Yeah, I want to know where Garbaggio is. I don't know what that is. I want to know what we're showcasing for today's Smashtopia episode. That's what I want to know. What are we doing, Jono? What? What? <laughs> and I think the people, yeah, want to know our names. That's right. I said my so name. You're the one that hasn't been doing your name because you do your weird fucking bit that takes five goddamn minutes. Oh yeah. Every yeah, episode, yeah, okay. and I'm just like, "Hi, I'm Xanatalk," and then and you take like three minutes to say anything. And I'm just sitting over here, just like, "Oh my god, is he gonna do something? Is he gonna introduce him? I never know what you're gonna fucking do. You're a goddamn weirdo." Yeah, it was bad. I forgot that even happened. <laughs> it happens every episode. <laughs> okay, Smashtopia showcases. How we're doing that? Okay. Oh, I'm yes. going first. Oh, hold on, first? hold on. Okay. Uh, so last okay. time uh, we did this, we were a little unsure of how much time it was going to take, and we ended up going really over kind of what I wanted to with it, and we were shooting to do three showcases per each of us. We're kind of down to just two each. And the one rule with that is it's going to be we can't, one person will not do two characters. Because mm-hmm. characters have a lot more to talk about. Well, basically, for the two of us, be smart in what you showcase and not something that's going to take up 10 minutes in one item, please. That's that's going to be our <laughs> rules. Mm-hmm. Just plain and simple with that. Now, you ended it last time because you had uh, your double feature of Jin Sakai. So I'm going to go right. ahead and uh, start us off this time around. Uh, and I'm going to start with the stage that I wanted to show off last time, but I cut out for the sake of time. And that's going to be one that I find to be a really fun concept. It's probably it's going to be from a game that you probably have never heard of, but you might know the series. In fact, the series has a character in Smash, and that would be Dragon Quest. But this specific game is Dragon Quest Heroes Rocket Slime. Oh, yeah. It's a fun game. It's actually the second game in a series. Uh, the second game is the only one that got localized, which I found out when I was making that save. It's like, wow. Okay. Yeah. But in this game, you're, you are a slime named Rocket. And you can kind of like bounce yourself around places. Uh, and your whole town has been slime-napped by the evil plob. Yeah, I know. And you have giant fucking tank battles. You get in a tank, you shoot things at another tank. And it's really fucking cool. And this is what it looks like. We have uh, over on the left we have the Schleeman tank, which is the tank of the hero. And over the right, uh, that particular tank is called the Carrot Top tank. Which, there's various different enemy tanks, and that's just kind of a fun one. It has a whole unique mechanic to it, because it has that little horn drill on it that the enemies can use to shoot at you. But your whole point when you're doing these tank battles is you're trying to load up ammo into your two cannons to shoot at the enemy tank, lower lower their HP down, and then sneak in, blow up their engine from the inside. So I was just like, how can I make this a stage? And I didn't think I could do it. But I fucking did it. So I have here my layout that I came up with for this stage. Uh, it's a it's a very horizontal stage. It's very long in that aspect. Uh, and it's mirrored from left to right. Uh, over on the left side, there's always going to be the Schleeman tank. Over on the right side, it could be the Carrot Top. Or it could be... Um, I'm trying to think of some of the other tanks. I, have not, I know I have them listed on the wiki page for this stage. 
Uh, let's see here. What, what were some of the other options here? We had the carrot top. We had... Could just want to have the... Oh, the platypans or the persecutor. Uh, there's one called the Fortnite. Not that kind. <laughs> I know. I, ha I had to mention that one on there purely because of the Golemator, the Chrono Twigger. It's a tree. <laughs> Chrono Twigger. Nice. I like it. Nice. It's clever. Uh... But the whole concept of this stage is, uh, at all times, there are going to be these like these tiny little, essentially pellets that are being shot across from one tank to the other, damaging them. You're not going to see like a physical HP bar for each one, but you'll be able to see when the tanks are being hurt. You'll actually be able to see the armor plating fall off. And you'll actually be able to like knock people out of the tank from inside because you have essentially three fighting planes. There's the outside area where all that grass is. Then there's left tank mm -hmm. and right tank, and you can fight inside of them. But normally these tanks are pretty enclosed, so you can't hit somebody and knock them out of the tank into the blast zone. But if that tank takes enough damage, now there's a hole in the tank and they can be sent flying. You can also, the little uh, blue, rectangle, blue rectangles are item dispensers, which will dispense normal smash for those items. If items are turned off, they will only dispense pellets, which can just be tossed in. But you can use those items either for fighting or you can use them to throw in the cannons to fire at the other tank. And if a tank get, takes on enough damage and it explodes, then anybody who's in the tank gets launched out towards the middle of the stage, unless that person received 100% damage or more at the time of the explosion, and then they are instantly KO'd, just like the fire pits in um, Great Cove Offensive, or some final smashes that we have. Uh, and then the while the left tank will always be the Schleim, and the right tank can be one of the various enemy tanks, uh, it's This is a stage that I don't think many people would like to play on for regular Smash battles, but it could make an interesting mm -hmm. team battle kind of thing. Like, you play on the stage purely for team battles, especially if you want to kind of, like, recreate the tank battles of that game, which I just think is a really fun idea. Is this stage mm -hmm. probably going to be hell to play as? Yeah. But would it be fun if you really got into the concept? I think so. Yeah. Absolutely. You're, uh kind of rigging smash to be a game of tank instead which is cool yeah and then of course it would be a home also, stage for the player character rocket from rocket slime if mm -hmm. i ever make a move set for him which i have some ideas for but haven't put it together yet i have ideas for a lot of characters you do rocket and i will do choo choo why well, that's like a double-ended jug. I would rather you just do the rest of your stages from the stage showcase episode. Especially the spinature. All of them. All of them. Yes. Anyways, oh, that's my first thing that I want to showcase. It comes out, it might, they might be. Uh, what did you want to showcase? <laughs> so, uh, you know me by many names on the broadcast asshole weirdo yep freak yep shanky mm-hmm mm-hmm also chucky finster oh okay yeah shakespeare so, uh, yeah yep also that uh chucky finster is is his trophy on the smash w wiki he is he is fulfilling a years-long meme and, and joke and 
something that all of you get to enjoy from me on a fairly constant basis. You, you were working on him originally um, to be the character in our fourth party Smashtopia episode, but you yep. weren't happy with what you were coming up with. Yeah, I mean, if you're going to go for a playable baby, it's pretty much got to be Tommy because that's where all the meat is. Yeah. Um, but we still, and or Reptar was the obvious choice for, for Nick's all-star brawl. I mean, um, they also didn't want to promote baby violence. I wonder about that sometimes, like with Baby Mario and Baby Luigi. Oh, we'll I see. Mean, I've they've been on my list for years. Actually, I think I did make a Baby Mario what, back on the, back on the Mercurios way back when. I'm pretty sure you did, yeah. Um. So yeah, th this Chucky isn't a cis trophy though. Um, and when he appears on stage, he does what he does best, which is uh running and hiding however if he is hit he may drop his bear wawa and if he drops wawa he'll start running like just crazy with his arms in the flurry and uh that could hurt opponents to such a degree that they could be grounded into the earth for several seconds and uh that's kind of Chucky. That that yep. kid grounds people into yep. the earth. Yep. Yep. Do you think yep. Nickelodeon All Stars Brawl it's... Two will have assist trophies? Maybe so. Yeah. Oh, and Bopo also plays an element, but he's an item, and we can talk about him another day. So wait, are there items in Nickelodeon All Star Brawl? I don't think there are. I don't think so. Yeah. Missed opportunity. Skeleton crew budget, what can I say, right? Yeah, it is. I mean, I think with what budget they were given, they did a good job. But you can tell I think so. that game had no budget. Which is a shame. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's Chucky, your assist <clears throat> trophy. Um, my next showcase is from the Danganronpa games, which I, Maybe. over the past year, got into those games, um, thanks to a friend of mine who's been on this podcast, Curb Walker. You jerk. And I liked playing them, and I was like, hey, what if Smash? Now, Kelly Jelly already made a moveset from Makoto Nayagi, the protagonist from the first game, and he introduced um, alternate costumes for the protagonist from the other games for Makoto. I was like, okay, well, Makoto's kind of off the table, so what can I do? Well, first thing I wanted to do was I made a moveset for the Bastard Bear, Monokuma. And I was like, I, will, I can do that. <laughs> but I didn't want to make Monokuma be the showcase because it's kind of spoilery. <laughs> like, a lot spoilery. Um, one of the moves, uh, well, well two, at least two of the moves very clearly uh, reference certain cases and murders. And I didn't want to spoil things, especially when Jono over here has not seen the games at all and there's a chance he might someday so, so like it's one thing to spoil a game like tales of asperia or assassin's creed kid icarus uprising it's another thing to spoil a game where knowing the secrets ruins the game arguably and mm -hmm. so i don't want to mm -hmm. do that but I also made a stage for Monokuma, based off of the second game, and that is Jabberwock 
island. Now, the picture that we have here doesn't really show you much about the states. This is just a picture of the five, six, actually, the six islands themselves. But there wasn't really a good picture to show off everything in one, so it's kind of what we got. But the way that this, the way that uh, Jabberwock Island works in game and in Smash is you have a central island, and from the central island there are bridges to five other islands. And in Dangarapa, you start out only having access to the central island and to first island. Creative names, I know. And, but as each chapter <laughs> of the game progresses, you get access to another island. For Smash, uh, how this is going to work is that when, this, when the battle starts, everyone will start off on central island. It's going to be a grounded stage. There are no platforms, and I can show what this looks like here. So as you can tell by this very simple image, uh, the green is just like the bottom of the ground, the grass, whatever. It's just blank. Central Island. But as you're fighting, the stage can transform as we go from one island to another. We go from first, there's first island with one platform, second island with two, third with three, fourth with four, fifth with five. Simple enough, all very basic stuff here. It's just changing the platform layout, adding the platform. But there's a little bit more to it than just that. There is a stage hazard that can appear on every island for this stage. However, it's not. However, you you're not going to get a, a hazard every time you load up a transformation. Like if you get a transformation, then your very next uh, island you go to will be clear and empty. You will have a a free time. But don't expect them to be like every other island either. It's. I, I would guess probably an average house to say something roughly every three islands that actually probably get something. Most of these hazards, as you can expect, are hazards. Uh, there are things that are going to be damaged players, but they're coming in the form of what would essentially be like a mini-boss. Not a full stage boss like you would see with uh, the Yellow Devil on Wily Castle. But something that will appear, will attack you, but you can fight off, and if you defeat it, your killing blow will get a KO point. That's how it works for Islands 1 through 5. On Central Island, there's a different hazard. Uh, based off the character Usami. Uh, Usami will be flying around the stage. Uh, she has her little magic stick that helps her fly and has like some rainbows trailing around behind her. She doesn't have to do anything. She's just flying around trying to spread love and happiness, essentially. But she can be attacked. And if she's defeated, instead of giving that player that defeated her a KO point because, hey, she doesn't do anything. Why does she get a KO point for that? Instead, for the next 10 seconds, they'll be surrounded in a rainbow aura and have all of their stats increased. Jump, attack strength, uh, defense, speed, KO power, all of it upped. Which, you know, gives you a nice little buff for a short bit. People are going to want to run, run away from you as if you had an invincibility star. So there's some unique little bits of chaos with the stage, which chaos is fitting for Danganronpa. Oh boy. Uh, the last thing I really want to note with this stage is that while it is a traveling, they're not a traveling, it's, it's a transforming stage. Uh, the way the way movement works in the game is you have your player character and you're running around the island. You see all these, uh, you see places in the background that you interact with that you can enter, like the hotel, or the fun house, or the uh, movie theater. For Smash, we're taking that background and we're just essentially copy and pasting it in there. So as a background, you could see a character just running in the background with things behind them. It's just to kind of show off the actual locations in the game. 
which technically would be spoilery, again, if you haven't played the games, but Sakurai doesn't tend to care about spoilers if he's putting something in Smash. So, what the heck is going to happen with that? So, I kind of view the background of the stage looking just like this. Uh, you'll see one of the 16 students from that game just running around, and you'll see those different locations kind of scrolling by with them. I describe this to some people as like a, a scrolling background, essentially. But it's not a scrolling stage, it's just a background that moves. Kind of like how movies, when they're uh, filming people walk around a path, they're not actually outside walking. They just have like a background that scrolls behind them, making it look like they're actually moving somewhere where they're not. They're just on a little treadmill, essentially. But the character that shows up in background can change each time you play the match. The only rule is that if um, the player that's if, if one of the players from that game is in the match, like here we have the main character of the game, Hajime, who is one of the alt costumes for Kelly Jolie's Makoto. If they are playing in the match, then you won't see him running in the background. You'll see one of the other characters. And that's pretty much the stage. I had fun designing it. The platform layout is very basic, but at a certain point, it's kind of difficult to come up with fun new platform arrangements that are actually different and new. And for this, considering the whole mechanic is going from one stage to it, or from one variant of the stage to another and having mini bosses, I don't want to go too crazy with like moving platforms and such. You're muted. Oh. <laughs> Congratulations. It's very it's very aesthetically pleasing to see the first island have one platform and yeah. the second have two and three and four and five, so it works. And yeah. um and, and my, my layout images are very yeah. simplistic. But mm -hmm. I, I, I've had some first stages that I've designed that were quite a bit more to them. Like my Bowser's Castle stage is pretty designed, mm -hmm. comparatively speaking. Yeah. This one's very base and basic. Right. But I mean, I am not an artist. I'm just using MS Paint here. <laughs> I do what I can. Oh, thank you. Yep. Yep. No, it looks good. And, and uh, I also can appreciate that the Gorilla Marmist proves that even robots want to return to monkey. I don't know what that means. Someone out there will, even if it's me re-listening to this episode. Whoever that is, I feel sorry for you. <laughs> Especially if it's you listening back to this episode. All right, Thank so you. that's my second showcase. Uh, next time I'll probably do a character, mm -hmm. but I re these were two stages that I did recently <clears throat> that I was very proud of. I want to Really, uh, yeah. Very nicely detailed, detailed stages with a lot to chew on. Um, especially that Schleiman tank for me really goes into bizarre, uh, but workable. The best part about when I was speak. working on that stage and doing research for it, I, I pulled out the game again to replay it so I could make sure I had my details correct and I could actually design the tank to be as accurate as possible to the actual game, but also converting it to the 2D aspect of Smash. And I ended up playing through over half the game just in, in a day. I was like, oh, fuck, I need, I need to put this down. I was like, uh-oh. It, it's probably going to become a Let's Play sometime near-ish future. And I say near-ish future because I had the next year of Let's Plays already recorded. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have a problem. Nice. And that nice. problem is I nice. like playing games. Well, 
No, it's a good problem to have, especially compared to my problem called like putting Chucky e. Finster everywhere. And putting up your nose, yeah. Yep. Oh, speaking of, um, there's not one but two baby memes on this podcast. Yeah, and, uh, there are. Yeah, we we had Upa's Kingdom in the stage showcase, which is actually on the wiki, and it's cool. Speaking of bizarre stage layouts, but um, we're going to talk about Upa himself. Another assist trophy on my end. One of the first I ever put on the wiki, I think, ever, um, from 2018. Yeah, this this, this one Upa, actually is pre-podcast, which you don't have a lot pre-podcast on the wiki. No. Um, Upa even... He, he just moves as he does in the game, just crawls around as a 3D model, uh, as opposed to a big platform. Um, and he hits people with his rattle. When he as hits people with his rattle, they begin to... They begin to inflate and float towards the sky. And uh, when they're done floating, they pop and they are dealt a lot of damage and fall back down to the earth. Similarly to when Wario is stung by a bee in Wario Land 3, but uh, Oopa actually predates Wario Land. So uh, there you go. Wario copied Oopa. You said when they float up to the top of the screen, that's when they pop, right? Uh, Either that or after a number of seconds. Because I'm thinking in mind, it's like, what if you're playing on Palutena's Temple? And the mm-hmm. stage is zoomed the fuck out. Right. Because people right. are on opposite corners of the map. What What would right. that do with Upa? A number of... It, I misspoke. It's a number of seconds. So no matter where you are. Okay. And then what, would it be yep. seconds or would it be like distance traveled? Or is that just pretty much the same thing? Like, would the bubble be floating eh. through obstacles? Or no, like, no. Like, if, cup, if, yeah. like, if there was, like, a hard platform here, would the bubble just, like, just kind of stay and then maybe try and go up and above and then continue? Mm-hmm. Right, oh. yes. Yep. And if and if you hit something like a spike or whatever, something somebody threw something at something you. Something that damages. Mm-hmm. Okay. I assume yeah. it has, like, a 1% health, essentially. Right. Because if you're stuck in this bubble, it's actually you're not stuck in a bubble per se. You are the bubble, basically. You blow up. Okay, so they would take. So whatever damage dealt to the bubble would also be dealt to the character. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. And that's Boopa and Chucky. All right. Maybe maybe being mentioned here means I'm never watching on the show again. Yes. Please, dear God. Anyways. That is our uh, showcase portion of the episode. So now we can actually transition into what we're actually here for. The Smashtopia. Uh, our new moveset being created for a character that does not currently exist in Smash. Today, as you can tell from the title of the episode, which if you haven't read, I'm kind of confused. Why would you not read the title <laughs> of the episode? But um, your mm-hmm. other hint is the background image we have here today. That's Skyworld from Kadikarus. What kind of characters could we add from Kid Icarus into Smash? Well, after Smash, uh, after Kid Icarus, after I think everybody said Magnus. I'm just like, Magnus, really? The guy that just swings a giant sword? I thought you guys were sick of anime sword fighters. What the fuck? Welcome back. I mean, you could add in Veridi. Oh, wait, she's already on the wiki. We can't do that. You could do Hades. You could do uh, Thanatos. You could do Phosphora. You could do Pyron. Or you could just do 
Medusa. Why not, Satharal? She was in the original NES game. She, she was the villain there, and she came back for Uprising. So why not just do Medusa herself? Yeah, a character who, um, even after the first act of Uprising kind of abruptly ended, um, still, still, I think the really the third leg of the series um, in terms of importance. Um, I think there's a really strong case for Viridian Smash over Medusa if we're ever to get another Kid Icarus character, but yeah. uh, there's I no think... doubting the, the legacy of Medusa. Yeah, I, I think my personal pick would be Viridi, but I would not mm -hmm. be upset at Medusa. Hades would kind no, of annoy me because I feel like, yeah, sure, he's more the actual big bad of the game, but I feel like both Medusa mm -hmm. and um, Viridi would just be more interesting, and Medusa can really just do anything Hades can do, so why do Hades over Medusa? If they want a himbo. Okay, <laughs> they've already got Donkey Kong. Yeah, and Eloise. Oh, my God, they don't. And um, Alucard. Oh, they don't. <laughs> All right, so... I guess Medusa Richter is Icarus. one. <laughs> Richter he's is... He's pretty stupid. He's a big uh -huh. dumb sometimes. Uh, th this mm -hmm. is actually coming out at an interesting timing, because just recently on the channel for my, my Let's Play channel, YouTube Select Star Gaming, I finished yep. uploading my own playthrough of Kid Icarus Uprising, which might be the most successful Let's Play I've done on the channel, because it got views and comments more than any other series was getting lives. So I, was, I was stunned by that. I was like, oh my god, what? This is great. I love it. Uh, but now that I'm uploading the next game, you know, of course, it's back down <laughs> what can you do not every game is going to be loud but hey it's fine mm -hmm. uh but so so i'm very very fresh on kidakris uprising which was helpful in coming up with this move so even if i did put myself in a very specific way i wanted to approach it mm -hmm. uh we've yeah. talked about a little bit yeah yeah you and i have talked about it and we're going to talk about it again to everybody else on the podcast yeah. um we approach this moveset, I would say, probably in quite different ways. Which, I, honestly, is fairly usual yeah. for us. Right, right. Poochie was an exception-ish. Uh, I mean, at least, uh, Poochie Pups. Yeah. I was like, yeah. what is this? I don't know what this is. And, like, <laughs> half of your thing was, Poochie Pups! Like, where is this coming from? I don't know who these are! What's going on? You're like Jackhammer Poochie. Jackhammer <laughs> Poochie. Yeah. That's a real bullshit Jack I came Hammer. up with. It works. We're gonna have Jackhammer Medusa today. No, well we're not. Um, not for me no, at least. No. Uh but when when I was approaching this character, I kinda looked at Palatina first because Palatina is the goddess of light. Uh Medusa mm -hmm. in Kid Icarus lore once upon a time, ruled Angel Land alongside Palutena. But Medusa kind of let her racism show. She's like, I hate all humans. Palutena's just like, what? I banish you. And I also cursed your face. Because that ain't what Medusa used to look like. Uh, and Medusa, you know, rightly got pissed. So we have essentially a Gods of Light, Goddess of Dark. And Palutena and Smash, 
Okay, including her own custom moves that she had in Smash 4, which she lost in Ultimate, they were all, for at least, most if not all, based on the different heavenly powers that Pit can find and equip to himself in Kid Icarus Uprising, in a manner very similar to the Navi customizer in the main Battle Network games, which I found interesting. It's like, Sakura, did you play those games? Because, let's talk. <laughs> uh, so, with my version of Medusa, I very heavily looked at those uh, heavenly powers as well, and pick out some that I thought could fit well for Medusa in her more dark slash evil slash aggressive approach to things, whereas Palatina is more, you know, light and arguably defensive. Right. So uh, yeah, I uh, sounds good. So, sounds like a, there's a nice duality there, and I think that speaks to the common fan idea of, oh, you could put Medusa in it could be a Palutena's Echo. Um, which, I think if you can make Dark Samus, Samus' is Echo, of, co- of course you can make Medusa sure, Palutena's sure. Echo. But That's not, not to say um, she's an Echo, though. Like, everything she has, there's one attack that is similar to Palutena's, mm-hmm. but everything else is a different attack. Right, right, right. There's, there's enough Heavenly Powers to go around um, to where I think it'll be, it'll be interesting to dive into. Um, for me... I looked more to her status as a goddess of darkness mm-hmm. and to her to her uh, dark magic and, and stuff that was prevalent in her boss battle and uprising um, and otherwise. So, uh, but but some likenesses to Palutena up here and mine was set to in little ways. So, okay, that'll be cool. All right. Well... Let's do, as we always do, an entrance to the moveset with the entrance animation. So, uh, starting off with me here, I have... You'll start to see just, like, a portal of darkness, just on the stage. But on the stage, I don't mean horizontally, like, on the platform. I mean, it's, like, on the ground here. And you'll mm-hmm. see Medusa crawl or claw her way up out of the platform, or uh, onto the platform from the portal. Uh, kind of like symbolizing her coming up from the underworld. <laughs> cool. Cool. Um, for mine, I just have her... Um, like, it's the same idea. There's there's the portal of darkness, but I just have her just kind of just zapping onto stage with it sur- so it's surrounding her. Um, right away, let's just go with yours. All right. <laughs> just so I have clarity yeah. on yours, though, is yours more like she's stepping out? Of a portal, as opposed, kind of like how Palutena walks out of the the doors right. that she has. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. I I thought about that, but I was just like, I like to give her like essentially coming out of the underworld to fight. It's like this yeah. works. Yeah, and you'll and you'll see in my in my taunts and victory poses, they they sort of some of them anyway mimic Palutena as well. Okay, uh, we'll get into them. I don't think um, I'm more I'm more excited about my. Special moves, but yeah. My my Tons of Victory Pose actually do not look at all at Palutena. Nice. Yeah. Oh, you mean she's not performing pole dance moves? No, no pole dance moves. I'm pretty sure. I don't I don't see it in my list, so yes, I'm pretty sure. I got some fun <laughs> stuff though. I got some fun stuff. Uh okay. so that's our entrance then. Uh, you said we'll go with mine, I'm good with that, of course. Uh Kirby hats, I mean, it's the snake hair on Kirby. Done deal. It's wild and crazy. The they writhe around. It's they the hiss. 
do they nip at opponents who come too close? Probably not. I feel like okay. sec- I feel like that's just a little much. Just just a tiny, 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 tiny. They, they wave around. Okay. Okay. Perfect. All right. What, oh what yeah, about mine's you? the same thing. Like, <laughs> I mean, that usually is. Sometimes we get a little bit. It's like, oh, okay. Yeah, like Pucci. Speaking of, which was a great one. That was a great example. It's like, oh shit, that's actually a really cool curvy hat I hadn't thought mm-hmm. of. Fuck yeah! Actually, I think I came up <laughs> with it during the podcast, but yeah, whatever. Mm-hmm. I was just mm-hmm. like, I mean, what else can you do? Put his collar over his head, and we, and we were both just like. Actually, though, <laughs> why not? What uh, if you put a collar on Peter's head with Medusa? Okay, okay. No, I don't think that works here. Okay, okay. But representing when she was chained to the underworld. Perhaps, well, if you're gonna have a if you're gonna have Kirby be covered in chains for a Kirby hat, nah, nothing, nothing comes to mind. That would be a good character choice. Ivy. Uh, no, she, she doesn't wear chains. She doesn't wear chains. That's just her sword whip that she has. There's probably somebody out there, we just don't know who they are. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let's go ahead and move on to the taunts, though, since we've got Kirby and uh, the Orange Animation figured out. Uh, do you want to leave us mm-hmm. on here? Sure. I will say, for her first taunt, and here begins kind of the slight mimicry of Palatina. Uh, Medusa mightily pounds her staff downward, producing menacing wings of dark magic while she does so. Which I actually kind of like that idea knowing that her and Palatina wants to rule. Like, her having wings would be semi-realistic. That's fair. Um, yeah. And then like a reddish, purplish halo can be seen over her head similar to Palatina's while she says, darkness shall, shall prevail. All right, all Some right. To, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. How about you? Well, I'll just straight up say, first of all, that none of mine have voice clips. Uh, okay. That doesn't know. She can, just not not that I wrote any down for this. But for my first time, mm-hmm. I have Medusa's head will lift up off of her body and spin a full 360 degrees around. When her head faces back in the direction it started, it descends back onto the body and reconnect itself because during her boss fight what does she do her head leaves her body and starts chasing you down mm-hmm. so this is my callback mm-hmm. to that is it um like cyclops form or just regular what do you mean her with her one eye oh no 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 regular head regular head okay 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 yeah it just lifts yeah. spins reattach <laughs> a little okay, bit of body horror, little bit. A little bit. Just a little bit. We've we've gone far enough in Smash to do that though. So I mean, come on. Yep. Um. Again, um, Medusa twirls her staff in one hand and grunts like, Hmph, and sets it back towards the ground, again with the stamp. Kind of like a, you guys are just not even worth my time. Kind of a taunt. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Kind of the antithesis, antithesis to, 
um, twirling around on it like a bull. Fair enough. Uh, my <laughs> second one has the snakes in Moose's hair will get aggressive as all of a sudden they all just like writhe, <laughs> wriggle, and hiss. And what's really more of an intimidation tactic than a taunt. Like, they're just going like, to like, get back the fuck up or I will end your pitiful existence. <laughs> nice. Nice. My last one actually uses the snakes as well. Oh. Um, where Medusa is honing, uh, like, she's like looking straight down towards a ball of like dark magic glowing between her hands. And the snakes are hissing forward, like towards the ball. She's creating a dark um, ball, and the snakes are hissing at the ball? Yeah, but the, the ball, um, yeah, so this swirling dark magic between her hands is also illuminating her face and we get a quick glimpse of her true form is the true form the the cyclops pink dress yeah, yeah. form <laughs> or are you talking about her humanoid form from before she became uh cursed right okay her true cursed form like the eyeball eyeball and, and tongue so blonde pink dress medusa Not I'm not sure. What, I'm not sure what you're saying is true form here. That's what I'm trying to get out of. Okay, like, what do you on. mean by true form? What is her true form? Okay, hold on, hold on. He said, "I'm scared, Icarus." Because we know uh, we've seen a, a sprite version of her humanoid form from the original Icarus. We've seen her tree form. We've seen her um, monstrous form. Which is the blonde hair and yep. pink dress in the original Kid Icarus art books. And then there's how she looks in Uprising. I don't know what true form means here. Like is it them... only on the card? On the what? AR card? I did not Her look at the AR cards. Like Cyclops one. Okay. Interesting. Are you talking about. Okay. Uh... So, oh, you're saying that um, her cyclo she sees her cyclops head in the dark ball. Right. right. So, not her true form. Her monster form. Not right. Bit of a different thing. True form mm -hmm. versus monster form. They're not the same. What's your true form, not that. Do we see it? Do you see what? What? What are you talking about? What are you saying? Do we see it? I don't know. Let's move on. Jesus fucking Christ. Okay. My last taunt. So Medusa holds out her hand. As a small stone statue of Pit materializes in her hand. What she wishes she could do to him if she could just turn the stone. But then with a snarl, Medusa crushes the statue in her grasp as leaves of stone fall from her hand. <laughs> Very nice. Last Alright, so that is our taunts. And now we have our victory poses. Mm-hmm. What you got? Okay, let's see. 
Okay. Medusa raises from off of the ground with those wings we had mentioned spread. Uh, just like slowly ascending from off the ground, arms outspread while she states, no one can escape the darkness, which is an uprising quote, apparently. I don't remember, but it's a thing. Apparently. Okay. My first one just has Medusa standing there, arms crossed, as she just laughs with a, you know, that dark laughter that she has. That taunting mm -hmm. kind of a laugh. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. Okay. Sweet. Um, okay. Second, Medusa's body is seen towards the back of the arena as her head suddenly comes barreling forward in a circular arc as she delivers a guttural cackle as her head appears towards the front of the, of the camera. Can you show for me what you mean by the head travels in a circular arc? Sure. Uh, Use your hand. This is Medusa's body. We're holding it back here. Uh-huh. Her head comes in like this. Okay, okay, I'm seeing now. Okay. Right. All right, all right. At first, I was starting to feel like, did you mean like a spiral or what? What you meant by maybe more like a half circle? Because like it's like a it's like a Jetsons it, kind like of a curved in. <laughs> right. Okay. Okay. Right. Uh, for my for my second one, a flash of dark energy is seen as Medusa just warps into the result screen, fairly middle-ish, looking at the camera. As she will say, one of a few things. She will either say, "Soon, Angel Land will be mine," and that's her most common quote. But if Pitt was in the match, she might instead say, "You thought you could save Angel Land from me." And if Palutena was in the match, Medusa may instead say. You were never my equal, Palutena. Very nice. Very nice. Um, mine is Medusa performs a sweeping spin with her staff, pointing it towards the camera with a grimace. Um, I don't have anything designated to a specific taunt, mm -hmm. but I do have a few quotes for Pit, Palutena, and Dark Pit still. Okay. Um, they are mostly pulled from Uprising, again. Um, one is, guess it's all that hot air that keeps you flying. Um, I like that. That's actually is, good. Uh-huh. Um, this is revenge for all that you've done to me, Palutena. And, oof, a pale imitation of the worst angel in existence. And that's what we got. All right. All right. I like those. Those are good. For my final Very victory good. pose, this one is a little bit different. Instead of focusing on a blank empty screen like result screens usually do, we're taking a little bit from the Joker playbook. This result screen will focus on a city burning away as it's attacked by the forces of the underworld. Above in the clouds, Medusa can be seen towering over the city. Swinging her staff as if <laughs> commanding the army to destroy the town. Pretty much like the first mission in Kid Icarus Uprising. 
And you know what that you know what that town is called in that first mission? That burning town. That's all it's known as. So it's essentially we're seeing that town burning away thanks to Twin Bellows and other underworld mooks as Medusa just like mm -hmm. in the clouds laughing mm -hmm. at the destruction. Very nice. Was it that town before it was burning? Yes. Very nice. Okay. Perfect. All right. Um, Here we go. Very good. Let's get oh, this figured God. out. <laughs> First of all, uh, yes. I, let I, us find what Medusa's true form is. Uh, her true form is her human form, which we only see as a sprite in the NES game. That's the only thing you got. Oh, there, you, there. You there go. is no true form in Uprising. It's just Medusa. <laughs> just her. Um, I would say though, as the the things that I think. First of all, uh, the only thing I would say for sure is uh, the Burning Town one. I think we need that. Mm -hmm. I agree. I agree. I, also I think, was thinking um, about something like that for mine, too. Yeah. Oh, I think... Go on. Oh, no, no, no. I, I didn't have... I was just going to say, I didn't know what to put, so... Oh. Your idea is good. Yeah. Uh, I was also going to say, your one with her head uh, sp uh, moving mm. in a circular arc for the victory screen, I think that one's better than my one where she just stands there and laughs. Okay. So I, I think we can have yeah, that I, one I instead. You. Okay. What was yeah, your... You said you didn't... Wish okay. What, what were your other two victory animations again? Oh, it was her uh, sweeping, a like a sweeping spin with her staff and then pointing it towards the camera and then um, the one where, where she's floating off the ground um, saying no one can escape the darkness. And yours were, I don't even... The, there's the results from which we have uh, her just teleporting in with flash dark energy and then just standing there crossed arms laughing. Right. So we've got, we've got circular right. head, we've got we've got burning town. Um... Mm -hmm. huh. I kind of, th I'm kind of thinking warps in with the dark energy and but she does the sweeping staff and points towards the screen. Yeah, combining those two together, that and works. then um, we'll figure out something with the quotes. I think I think that's the one uh, where she'll have the quotes, and mm -hmm. we'll we'll have like a pit quote, a palliative quote, a dark pit quote, uh, maybe a Veridi quote as well, since Veridi is on the weekend. Yeah, and if we ever do Hades yeah. at some point, we create a quote for him, and we'll have like a neutral quote when it's not against any of them, and we'll fi we'll sure. figure those out um, off podcast. But I'm guessing we'll probably go with um, probably your quotes for Pitt and Palutena, I would guess, because I think they're better than mine. But I do like mm -hmm. the soon Angel... I think soon Angel Lamb will be mine one. Could be a good neutral one, potentially. I think so, too. And it's, we'll just uh, see something. We'll figure out something specific. for Reedy. Yeah. Okay. Maybe something about how she also hates humans. I don't know. Maybe so, yeah. Taunts. Sounds good. <laughs> My goodness. I remember your head one. Yeah, uh, I have the head your rising head up, one. spinning. I have snakes kind of going nuts. Mm -hmm. And I have the little stone statue of Pip that she crushes. Right. Right, 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 right. 
Um, and then what do I have? I have the magic swirling in her hands that illuminates her face and sews off her monstrous form. Um, I have just her twirling her staff around in her hand and uh, then pounding it downward with the wings and, and uh, saying darkness shall prevail. Something um, I remember, uh, I like your very, your, your passive, uh, you, you fools are beneath me kind of a taunt that you have here. Uh, the one where she kind of mm -hmm. like twirls a twirls the staff kind of lazily, I guess you could call it. She's like, not even worth the effort. I, I like that one a lot. Okay, got it, got it. I was actually kind of wondering if that one would fit in after we have the the sweeping spin in the victory pose, but I, I guess so. I don't see why not. Okay, there there are characters um, that have like pretty much the same things at time in victory pose in real Smash. I think it just depends sure. on what's fitting for the character, and I think, I think yeah. that's that fits her personality. Right, right. That's true. That's true. Um, yeah, and and at the same time, I think we can do without my taunt with her with the basically knockoff wings. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, that's just me. I, th I think if we're not going to have it in the victory pose, may as well not do it in the taunt and just make her more unique. Fair enough. Um, so then we're dealing with your, your head, my monstrous form, and then your snakes, and I think one other, thing. again, uh, mine is a small stone statue. That's yeah, and that's a good, that's a good one too. Holy cow. Um, which of yours do you think takes most precedence? Um, probably the snakes one, honestly. Okay. It, it's, it's a good... Not strictly tough, but it's a good like aggressive fight me, yeah, kind of a thing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like come at me if you really feel like it, but I don't fucking recommend it. I'm a goddess, <laughs> bitch. <laughs> yes, you are. And it's take that I think, out of the clip and put it on Facebook. I, I think my weakest one, even though I like it, is the head spinning one. Like it, it can't. It came in there as like a reference to. Uh, her boss fight, mm -hmm. but I think taunt-wise, it's the weakest option. Got it. I mean, if if you feel that way and you want to knock it off, I guess uh, we could do that. And then toss in the snake one, for sure. Mm -hmm. And now we're just dealing with uh, monstrous form or hit statue. Is monstrous form too similar to snakes? I don't know. I, I mean, I don't. I don't think so because you're showing, you're showing something different. But at the same time, the statue of Pitt is uh, pretty entertaining. And I think if it doesn't accentuate Medusa's character exactly, it does speak to the tone of uprising. Right. And so I think of the two, I would probably vote for yours. All right. I think. I kind of yeah. want to add in another little element to that one as well as that there's a rare chance that instead of a pit statue, it's a Pelotina statue. Yeah, there you go. All right. Oh, gold Kirby statue from Superstar. Just kidding. All right. Not sure why it would be that, but hey. I'm also not, <laughs> why sure, not sure why Kirby turns into a chest from Breath of the Wild, but hey. 
<laughs> sometimes, man, sometimes. Like, what are you doing, sir? All right, but it sounds like we've got our taunts. sounds like we've got our victory poses, which means we can get into the fun stuff. Oh, buddy. Here we... That wasn't that difficult. No, no. This we, we've gotten a lot better about it um, over the seasons. I was going to say years, but it's like, I don't feel like it's accurate to really say years. Yeah, even though it's been mm -hmm. two, it just doesn't feel right to use that word. Over the seasons. Right. Maybe next season we can say years. Yeah, that's kind of what I was just saying. Like, after, after three years, I think we can say the word years. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, Alright, so special moves here. You want to go first or shall I with these? Who went first with the entrance? It was you, wasn't it? Yeah. I, w I did okay, entrance and then, you went, and then you went first with taunts. Oh, in that case, you go first. <laughs> Alright then. So my standard special is the one that is the closest in concept to something mm -hmm. that Palatina already does in Smash. Uh, Palatina's standard special mm -hmm. is uh, the auto reticle. Uh, she also had other custom moves in Smash 4 that I meant to bring up here. So let me just grab those were... Sorry. Do they have a, are they in an easy list? Yeah. She had Auto Reticle, Explosive Flame, and Heavenly Light as her neutral specials uh, in Smash 4. But it just turned into Auto Reticle for Ultimate. But for me, for, for Medusa, I have Weak Point Reticle. So Weak Point Reticle will... Uh, instead of creating like uh, a reticle on screen that then shoots out three quick bursts towards the character, instead we're going to have a thin purple laser that will fire up from Medusa's, from Medusa's staff and will travel a short distance. If this laser makes contact with an opponent, they will take a minimum amount of damage, so really 1% and no knockback. However, this now creates a small purple reticle which will superimpose itself over that character and it just kind of like follows them around. While this reticle is in place, that player will take 1.3 times damage from any attack that hits them for the next 8 seconds. This is kind of similar in concept to the Inkling's Ink, however, unlike the Inkling, Medusa can only have a weak point reticle on one opponent at a time. Using this move a second time, whether it hits an opponent or not, will cancel any currently existing reticle, which, and which also means that it cannot stack. I mean, I guess, you, I guess you could have two Medusas that each put their weak point reticle on one character, but... No, I'm just going to say it cannot stack. It's just one reticle on them, but anybody can hit them to do some extra damage. It exposes their weak point. Very nice. It's like the giant enemy crab is all of Medusa's opponents. Uh, no, that's a savvy move, and even with its similarities to Palutena's, um, it's really different for Smash. Yeah. I mean, it, it is so pretty, pretty similar cool. to the Inklings, but even with this one, it's a much mm -hmm. smaller projectile. It's a single projectile compared to the Inkling, where it's like, I don't know, however much ink I can get on you, it's going to do more damage based on that. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, okay, just moving right on along, and then we'll have the sludge to deal with oh, yeah. at the end of it. So uh, we're just going to rip the bandaid off on the typical, um, what you would expect from a character called Medusa right away. The standard special for that I have in mind is Stone Gaze. Mm -hmm. So it's the movie you'd expect to see. Um, Medusa stamps her staff into the ground, and she leans slightly forward, and a piercing red light shoots from her eyes. Um, and so it moves about as 
quickly as VO2 disabled it, so just super fast. Um, and at no charge, is pretty much the same function. You're briefly stunning opponents, and you're maybe making them slip. Um, it could be a slide back their way to break through shields. Bada bing, bada boom. Charge, however, and suddenly the gaze widens. So the red light, instead of being a brief little shot, turns into a cone, like a conical sentry light, like the Emmys from Metroid Dread. Yeah. Um, the light grows, so it grows wider, it stretches further. Uh, I don't know. We, we always measure things in character heights and, and widths and whatever, so if you like smashing what we're talking about, moving about two bowsers forward and three Kirby's upward. Um, Jesus. Pretty far. Um, a full charge guarantees petrification, with the rate of petrification growing more certain the further that it's charged. A petrified opponent becomes a stone statue of themselves unless they break three, so you know, mash the buttons. Right. Um, either their own doing or by rapidly moving the control like around, blah, 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 um, or by being dished out or damaged, you know, enough damage to warrant it. Um, you know, the number of seconds that you are petrified also depends on the amount of damage you've wrecked up because the move itself barely damages. Yeah. Um, a fully petrified opponent can also function as an item. With other characters capable of lifting them like a heavy crate and throwing them around. It would hurt a bit to be hit by a statue. Um, so Medusa can be hit by it as well, of course. Um, and being thrown will damage the interrupt character, but it will also break them free. Okay. And uh, that's that. I assume being attacked by just normal attacks as well would also break them free faster. Yes. Okay. Know. So I, I had... Yeah, you're... you're, you're yeah, sorry. Because, uh, like, Petrify Attack is one of the heavenly powers in Kid Icarus Uprising. So I was toying with that one as well, yep. but I was just like, being able to Petrify a character, is that too much? I mean, we already have a Frozen State, we have a, a Paralyzed State, we have a Confused State. Is Petrify... Does that go too far? And I was just like... Ooh, I was like, I'm gonna back off of that because that feels like it could get right. dangerous. But that said, I mean, she is Medusa. You know, you have petrification somewhere. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We'll get there. I think in the way that I did it, it's it's fair enough. Where there you there are active ways to break free of it. The the only um, thing I'm unsure that, about with that yeah. one is um, being able to There's pick the them link. up. I mean, yeah. <laughs> the, 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 the size deck maybe could be smaller as well, but I think maybe the picking up part, because you should be like, all right, I see you're recovering back to the stage. You're here, petrified. I'm just going to toss you back off. Now you're fucked. <laughs> that, that's the main thing where I was really concerned about yeah. petrification. Yeah. Yeah. It was yeah. like, if a character is frozen mm -hmm. and paralyzed and smashed, you can't strictly kill them. Sure, with that. You can, mm -hmm. You're free to do a charge attack, a, sma a charge smash attack, mm -hmm. but you can't just like, yeah, he insta dead. That's mm -hmm. that was my mm -hmm. big worry with petrification. I was like, oh, this feels potentially like an issue. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So maybe don't throw him off then. I just thought it'd be fun. That, that that'd be the main thing. Is <laughs> like, mm. yeah, yeah. Balancing. If you if you can't throw him off, then if you can't throw him off, then it just becomes a kind of like being frozen, but just yeah. looks different. Yeah, more or less. Yeah, which is a lot more powerful. Okay. 
Right, uh, right. My side special in comparison is a lot simpler. You know, I'm pulling again for another heavenly power. This time, it's Slipshot. Slipshot in Kid Icarus, when you activate it for a few uh, seconds, your range attacks go through walls. So in Smash, it's much the same way. Uh, with its deck, Medusa will kind of like point forwards with her staff as three small spheres of dark energy materialize in a triangle-like pattern. So you like you'll have like one here and then two like this, kind of like behind it, creating a little, I guess a, you know, a triangle pointing forwards, whatever. These projectiles are each relatively mm -hmm. weak, dealing only a small amount of damage. But being by, but being if you're hit by all three of them, you know, obviously that's going to rack up. As I mentioned, the unique thing about Slipshot is that it can pass through walls or obstacles. So these will pass through crates, heavy platforms, the walls of Luigi's Mansion, uh, the walls of uh, Shadowless Island, even though I guess that one technically doesn't matter considering nothing can get on the mm -hmm. other side of those walls. But still, visually, it's like that. Uh, meanwhile, however, while they can pass through walls and everything, they do not pass through other players, so they can't just like go through one player and then another player and then another player. It doesn't work quite like that. They'll only hit one opponent. But anything else, they might as well be a ghost. Gives her some nice ranged possibility. Uh, like, hey, you're fighting me on Venom? You're trying to hide on the other side of the ship? Trying to get against that wall? No. Hey, you have an Alolan Executor? You're trying to hide on the other side of them? No. I just <laughs> shots go through. Now, so oh, what I would need to say uh, to that is that yeah. assist trophies that can be damaged and KO'd, uh, Slipshot would not pass through them, it would hit them. But once that cannot be damaged, like along the Lead Executor, uh, it will just pass through. Got it. Okay. Um, yeah, that's fair. And again, it uh, what it in, in simplicity, it makes up for in usage and mm. it's again a separate use from anything else to smash so i like to do yep gucci jackhammer um <laughs> I, I also want to mention I'm that peltina's um side specials um mm -hmm. actually i guess this doesn't really like compare to any other ones because she got ex the closest thing it really compares to with peltina is uh an ultimate explosive flame became her new side special Whereas in 4, it was Reflect Barrier, Angelic Missile, and Super Speed. So it's very much new compared to that. Right, right. Okay, up specials? Yep. Sweet. Or no, side special. God, I, no, I we just my did, side no, specials. We, no, we just did side specials. Oh, that's right. I forgot I went first, so it's time for your yeah. side special. <laughs> Fuck. Shit. <laughs> okay, so my side special. A beetle just blew into the middle. Okay, so um, Gorgon's Claw. Okay. Again, um, inspired by her boss battle. Um, we know the move where it rends into space. Um, or just rends into pit, rather. I just spoiled the move. Medusa takes a moment, so he's slightly charged, and then swipes forward with fury. Uh, yeah, rending the space directly in front of her with red scratch marks that remain visible for like half a second after they show up. Okay. Um, so, um, of course, that deals a bit of damage. Uh, like, it's considerable. Um, can If you have your shield up, you may as well not. <laughs> that sort of thing. Like, it's a pretty, pretty strong move. But the uh, the interesting thing here 
is that when the red threat sparks dissipate, they open a spatial rend in the kind of in the shape of claws. And it's a miniature black hole effect. It pulls opponents and items alike into its trajectory, so long as they are within a few solid steps distance from it. So captured opponents will remain in space unless they either break free or until the stair disappears. Um, the black hole appears regardless of whether she strikes straight into the air or manages to claw at an opponent. Um, if she claws at an opponent, she can either send them flying or fall into the floor, yada yada. Um, again, uh, it has super armor at the start, uh, able to break shields fairly capably, and uh, so it's, it maintains a separate aesthetic from the black hole item as well. Um, kind of glowing red and purple, similar to Medusa's magic properties. Um, and the idea is kind of like, it's like pulling opponents towards the underworld, but it's a little too small to follow through. Like, it, it's it's like Black Hole, but nowhere near as powerful as the item. Okay. Question. You said she does mm -hmm. the claw. Claw marks appear. Right. But when the claw marks disappear, that's when the Black Hole appears? Um, to, to better um, enunciate that, um, she tears, and then a second later, the tear opens into. Okay, the that makes more okay. sense, because you said when the claws dissipate, I'm like, black hole after that? That right, didn't make right. sense to me, but a black hole effect yeah. when the claws essentially create, oh, that yeah. makes a lot more sense to me. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Otherwise, it mm -hmm. was very weird. It's like, what? <laughs> Sometimes a single word. Yeah, there like, you go. True form. <laughs> All right. So. Okay. Up specials. Now, I mentioned just a bit ago that Palatina's side special uh, in Smash 4, one of her options was Angelic Missile. I had a bit of a harder time trying to come up with an up special I'd like for Medusa that wasn't just warp, teleport, mm -hmm. kind of like counter. When you can do something else. Do something else, Sora. I'm glad he does. Well, he has counter. Brings up heat the dog. Oh, yeah. But, uh, so, for Medusa here, this is the time where I actually like super similar to Palutena. But Palutena doesn't have this move anymore in Ultimate. Uh, it's Angelic Missile. But I can't call a move Angelic Missile if Medusa is using it, right? So instead, I've changed its name to Hellish. Missile. <laughs> nice. So this move, you know, as it's going to be very similar to Angelic Missile, uh, Medusa will physically launch herself forwards, head first, she spins around. Uh, the direction she launches herself in can be influenced by the control stick shortly after initiating the attack, but once she's blasted off, her angle cannot be adjusted further past that point. Uh, opponents who make contact with Medusa when she's missiling herself around get damaged. The exact amount and the direction kind of depends on where they make contact, though. Uh, being hit head-on directly deal is the most damaging, but if you're hit by, like, above her, then you're going to kind of, like, bounce off that one of these directions. If you're hit from below, you're just going to bounce back down towards the stage. That kind of a deal. Uh, do, 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 where did I get with that? Yeah, and being head, hit by the head is the most damaging. Being hit by her feet is the weakest hit you can do. Uh, she can only launch herself so far, though, and once she reaches that maximum distance, she can go, which is roughly about two and a half times her height, which is Pretty substantial, really. At that point, she'll start to mm -hmm. drift and then descend downwards. 
Nice. Nice. Okay. Well, whereas you took a little bit from Palutena for your own special, just hey, um, in, in the name of that, please. Yeah. Very much angelic this yeah. style. Yeah. All the same. But I figured um, it was fair I game because she doesn't so. use that move anymore. I was like, all right. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. It's 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 the it's a non-starter pretty much. Um, my up special takes a little bit more from uh, Pit and Brawl. Um, okay. It's my up special is called Pet Games. Uh, because All I couldn't right. think of anything else, frankly. Um, Medusa's body remains on stage while her head detaches. Uh huh. That sounds more like a Bowser Jr. Mm -hmm. This move, no, it works very similarly, similarly to Pitch Brawl Up Special, uh, wherein Medusa's head is given free roaming capabilities for a brief period of time. They'd be like, go nuts, right? So, like um, our the but... Gandorf that we did years ago. Right, but the difference is, I think, from like Ganondorf and Pit, is that you can build up momentum. So if you're turning, if you're going straight forward the entire time, you're building up momentum and you can smash into opponents um, with Medusa's head. Um, and then, you know, there's like a pulsing dark magic kind of like around her head that appears when it's about to deactivate. Um, so you kind of get that queued up. Uh, once it's deactivated, her body returns like in a, just like a snap of magic um, to wherever her head is, and she free falls. Um, yeah, and and that's kind of that. I would um, like to take this opportunity to just put out a quick mm -hmm. pitch for either stage mm -hmm. special or extra skill. Essentially that, but without the part where her body falls to the head, it's more like kind of like a, a snake's missile launcher. She fires her head around, she can fly it around, but then at the end of the move, the head just reforms at her body. <laughs> I, I'd like to yeah. post that as a real quick pitch. I don't know if we'll use that, but it's like you coming up with that gave me that idea. It's like, why don't we have her head as a projectile? Hmm. Yeah, that could work. I mean, that might that might show up somewhere. It could. It could. Plus the plus mine, I know it comes up with some some sort of AR stuff like can opponents attack the body when it's detached when yeah. her head's detached yeah and it would interrupt the head um, that that would be the very much the danger of that move it's like yeah you can you essentially have like a free range teleport but if you get attacked and i would say probably not like a weak attack enough damage yeah will cause the attack to be interrupted mm -hmm. and your up special is wasted there you go there you go yeah it, it makes a lot more sense to use than when you're actually launched significantly off the stage yeah um and then, um, but if the body falls before the head can find somewhere, you end the move, you're KO'd. Mm -hmm. So that's yeah. God, why would you ever use this move? Your body's gonna fall before um, you can get somewhere. Yeah, unless somehow the body either disappears when used in midair or just stays propelled. I, I feel like. I feel like the body has to st has to be there. If it if it just mm -hmm. disappears, then Medusa is more or less as like the tiniest hitbox. Oh yeah, true, true. Maybe the body can stay propelled, like by dark magic. It is static in place. It'd be the only solution to make it viable. Right. I don't think that would be too bad, but eh. We'll see what happens in the 
in the long game of we figuring will. the whole moveset out. We will. Yep. Uh, moving on to the down special here. I have Landmine. Again, you know, another one with Heavenly Powers. This one, Medusa will mm -hmm. tap her staff into the ground and then plant a glowing landmine into the ground. This will be symbolized by a small flash of purple energy that covers that space where the landmine was planted for a quick second. And then after that, the only evidence that it's still there will be a tiny wisp of purple smoke that just, like, waves from the ground. It's like, you gotta, you gotta notice it to, re to realize it's there. This landmine mm -hmm. will stay on the stage for up to 15 seconds or until the opponent either stands on it or hovers a short distance above it. Once triggered, the landmine explodes with dark energy, sending the, the target and anybody else that was too close flying in an upwards direction uh, into the air, which really would suck for you. Uh, the landmine never gets never gets triggered, or if Medusa attempts to lay a second landmine, then the existing will simply fade away harmlessly. Nothing happened with it. Uh, essentially, nice. it's just the way that she can place a trap. Okay. Cool. And it's much better cool. than Palutena's counter slash reflector bullshit. Sapphire? Oh, yeah. yeah. No, not Sephiroth. So, uh... No, first, first he gave Palutena a counter slash reflector in the same move, whereas other characters only have one or the other. And then Joker gets the same fucking thing once he has uh, his rebellion gauge up. And now fucking Sora! It's not bad enough that he gives some counters reflectors out. Yes, now he's combined this shit into one. Dude. Dude. Uh-huh. <laughs> Thank you for Sora, but no more counters. Next match. Please. Anyways, mm -hmm. you're down special. Mm -hmm. Cursed Palm. Medusa holds her hand forward, and that eldritch-toothed mouth that appears in her boss battle mm -hmm. opens wide from her palm, releasing a toxic gas. The gas will linger in the air for a little while, and any opponent that enters it is at risk of being poisoned. Uh, those caught up in its immediate spray will also be dished out additional damage per every second that they remain in that spray's trajectory. Okay. It's a poison spray. Um, right, right. And they, and they might uh, have that they might slip. I don't know why. I guess the poison's on the ground or something. Uh, it operates similarly to, like, Ice Climber's Blizzard. Makes where sense. the initial gas unleashed will come at like the steady harsh stream and dish out more damage than when the streams let loose for a while you know like if the moves kept active for too long the gas would just become not and just be a sad excuse just kind of barely coming out of the mouth um eventually culminating and i like this tiny tiny aesthetic bit eventually culminating in the hand burping and medusa shaking it off before returning to her battle stance so that'll kind of be like if she uses the move too long, this is your penalty. Uh, yeah. Like compared to like Bowser, his fire breath will recede, and you have to wait a little bit before mm -hmm. you can get it back up to its full length. This one is just like use this move too much, you're going to be locked into an animation where you're trapped and you're a sitting duck. Okay. That's yeah. Good. Yeah. I like yeah. that. That's a good countermeasure there. Right. Final smash. That's that. Final smash mm -hmm. time. So, Palutena's Final Smash combines Black Hole and Mega Laser. So, I'll just like, okay, mm -hmm. let's combine two Heavenly Powers for Medusa's as well. I'm combining Meteor Shower <laughs> with Petrify Attack for a move oh, that I call nice. Petrifying Meteor Shower with a dark laugh. Self explanatory, yes. Yes. 
Medusa will raise her staff high into the air as a series of meteors shaped like the Medusa head item from Kittigrass Uprising will begin to rain down on the stage. These meteors vary in size and will rain down quickly from the top of the screen at a diagonal angle. The meteors carry with them a chance to petrify opponents that they strike with, those odds going up with the amount of damage that opponent has sustained. If affected by this petrification, they'll find themselves unable to move for 1-2 to two seconds as their bodies are covered in a thin layer of stone. Being affected by this petrification can be deadly as it makes them unable to escape the wrath of other meteors that are raining down uh, upon them, making dodging a high priority. That said, if you are petrified, uh, there is no guarantee that further meteors will increase the length of your petrification. There is still that percent chance. The damage and knockback of each meteor will vary in accordance with the size of the meteor, and they can be as small as, say, Kirby to, I don't know, Giant Kirby, I guess. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Kirby is kind of our standard. Our, our, two, our two, like, AOE sizes of things that we have for measurements are pretty much like, is it Kirby size or is it smart bomb sized? Well, I don't think media should be smart bomb sized. Mm-hmm. But, you know, Kirby right. feels like a good small, and just like bigger Kirby's, more or less. Right, right. Kind of like right. the meteors, like uh, for Ness and Luke's Pika Starstorm, they don't change in size, but they're roughly in that size range. Right, right. Okay, very cool. Mine is called Goddess of Darkness. Okay. Medusa um, just is standing there and then she just throws her head forward. Um, it is barely forward while, while her body remains in place. Um, and then anyone hit by Medusa's head will be taken to a cinematic. We are in the underworld and Medusa's huge, like in her victory pose. Mm -hmm. um, you're, you're looking at, um, she's already like, she's unleashed her petrification attack. They're all, she's just floating kind of eerily in her giant form above these stone bodies of whoever's been captured. Um, and then she just unleashes, again, like from her boss fight, a massive red laser from her eyes that desecrates the statues, like tears them apart, and just like blows the surrounding environment up in like this come up and said rock and filth and blah, blah, blah. Um, then, simple enough. Once you're out of the cinematic, the head returns to the body, the opponents are sent flying. Um, anyone with 100% damage or more, done. All right. There you go. Okay, then. So this extra skill that I have here. Um, oh, boy. I get the feeling it's probably not going to be picked. It's a little... Well, it's based off the heavenly moves... Or the heavenly power of Spite. <laughs> spite takes hits HP, and turns it into damage. So for this extra skill, Medusa will channel all of her rage and spite into a single explosive attack. This attack will create an AOE explosion of dark energy centered on Medusa. The range and strength of this attack are dependent on the amount of damage that Medusa has taken. Getting more powerful the more damage she's taken, but capping out at Medusa being at 100%, kind of like Lucario and his aura. Medusa, however, mm -hmm. is not immune to this attack. While this attack can be very damaging to Medusa's opponents, she will also take the same amount of damage as knockback. As, oh, the same amount of damage and knockback 
arguably more so since she's at the center of the explosion. This move can only be used once per stock, and it's recommended to only use it in either times of desperation or when you know you will survive it. Mm -hmm. It's very much a, ah, fuck, ah, fuck, I'm going to die. I'm going to take these bitches with me. It's it's Heroes Kamikaze crazier. It's it's Heroes Kamikaze, but there is no guarantee that Medusa will die from it. There's a chance. Right. Right. But Kamikaze right. is an insta-death for Hero. Mm-hmm. Okay. High stakes, high reward kind of, kind of thing. Pretty... Uh, okay, I can, I can see where it fits. Crazy, but it, yeah. it works. It works. Um, okay, mine is called Dark Eye. Um, in her uprising battle, there are a few, like, you know, turret-style projectiles that are that are prevalent. There's the turret eye, there's the dark yeah. minds. Dark minds kind of blow up in your face. The, turret eyes kind of just heads. shoot lasers at you. Medusa heads, yep. So dark eye is a, is a combination of the turret eye and the dark mind. So, Medusa summons a dark eye to the stage. Um, it looks similar to the turret eyes, you know, like those uh, stone eye things. Um, but it has the swirling reddish spikes of her dark minds. So it looks kind of like a mono eye, but stone and with dark magic surrounding it. Mm -hmm. um, All together, um, so it bears properties to both weapons from, from Uprising. Um, a short three-tiered meter appears under Medusa's character icon while using this move. Or it's, it's always there, whatever. Um, and it indicates how many dark eyes she will summon at a time, being one, two, or three. It takes a while to summon additional eyes, and an opponent could absolutely take advantage of this. Um, attacking Medusa during this period can just see the move cancel. Like, you're done. You have to start from the start, from the top. Um, but each dark eye summoned will float slightly above Medusa's shoulders and head. So if there's three, I'm thinking like one over one shoulder, one over the other, one kind of behind her head. Um, and they just gently bob up and down, and they follow her as she moves across the stage like at her pace. Uh, like a Pikmin or whatever else. Um, any opponents that arrive within about two Kirby's distance of Medusa will be shot at with the Dark Eyes Red Lasers. That deals like light damage and, and some keep away um, flinch effects. Um, like a slightly heavier, like Fox Laser. Mm -hmm. um, but if the eyes are dealt enough damage, the dark minds of opponents are like attacking the, dark, the eyes to get rid of them the dark mind properties will activate and they'll blow up. And that causes a small concentrated pro uh, explosion um, about the size of the eye itself, which again, by our Kirby measurements, is about the size of a Kirby. <laughs> um, so the explosion has like a poisonous gas in it as the dark minds do in Uprising. Um, and so that's like another extension of Curse Palm, where, you're, where you have a toxic approach to the explosion. Um, any opponent caught in the gas will be po poisoned. If they're directly caught in the explosion or remain in the gas for too long, uh, the poison effect can last a number of seconds. Uh, the explosion, of course, also just out a strong knockback. Medusa herself will not be affected by the explosions of the poison, and she can actually attack these dark eyes herself to provoke the effect as she sees fit. I, I think I got lost a little bit in the beginning. 
Okay. So she's creating these dark eyes. Mm-hmm. Are they in the stay around her, or they're staying in in one place? Right. They they are like directly behind her, basically, like around her head and shoulders. Okay. But when they're attacked, they release a small localized burst that she's immune to. Right. Okay. I'm just, I'm trying to figure out when other people would be affected by this burst. And also, having five of them and the lasers that would all be firing from them, what this rate of fire is and how how you can even get close to them. And why would you? Right. Um, right. I, I, again, it's a complicated move, so some of it got lost in translation. Um, the eyes can move. They just won't much. But they will extend to a point where um, they are in, you know, as they do in Uprising, they're, they're moving at a slow pace and if you get within a certain proximity they will move forward in front of medusa behind medusa and just shoot um not to a great extent um as far as the the rate of fire goes um i'm thinking it's every three or four seconds you know nothing over the top You said these are called Dark Minds? The Dark Minds are, are one thing, and then the uh, the other the eyes are another. So, yeah, I can't find those existing on the Kid Icarus Wiki. Interesting. Okay. Because I, like, I don't know, when, you, when you're using these names to describe them, it's like, I have no idea what enemy you're talking about, and I can't find mm-hmm. them, even when doing like the search for them on pages, I can't find anything mm-hmm. about this. Right. I, I, again, I, I got it from her boss fight. I so see I'll, I'll a dark mine. There, there's mines that right. are part of her attack. So you were saying dark mine. Right. Dark eye, actually. No, they're, they're mines. Um, she has eye beams. No, that's what there's, I'm saying. These dark that's mines are just like a mine that will yeah. float in place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They are, this move is an amalgamation between the eye that you're talking about and the dark mind that you're talking about. (laughs) I have a way to make this simpler. How? We only make them one. So it could be the eye turret or or the dark mind. It doesn't have to be both. And in this case, um, if it's the eye turret, they move around slightly like propeller on a body and they shoot at opponents at a steady pace that's not unfair to the opponents and they could be damaged. If it's dark mind, you just kind of set them in place where you want them, and they blow up. There you go. Okay. I kind of think, I, I, I kind of think, I don't know. 
the I, turret is more unique at all. I have some thoughts that I want to run by you when it comes to us picking out these moves. And you may disagree with things. I just want to throw this out there. What if up special is hellish missile, but extra skill is head games without the teleport? It is that free control of the head while the body stays behind. Got it. Okay, so do you know if you can hear my dog barking in the background? Not right there. Distracting. So, okay. So, so, sometimes okay. I hear people talking, but I don't normally hear the dog. Weird. Um, maybe it's something with my microphone. I don't know. Um, okay, so you're saying up special is head games? You're saying no, no, no. I'm saying uh, up special hell is missile because it's only that or head games. Oh. But make head games be the extra skill without teleporting. It's just you have that free flight of the head to use it as like a fun projectile kind of PK thunder leg, except, you know, it's not an up. You can just train mm -hmm. it into people. But then at the end of the extra no, skill's I'm, time frame, yeah. it comes back to Medusa. Right. Kind of similar to no, Snake's missile launcher. Except yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm fine with that. Again, um, Spite, I don't know where, you know, there, there's not going to be many situations where you'd use it. It would, It's a cool final move. Yeah. Um, but I'm fine with dropping dark. it. And apparently I, I became overly ambitious the with my dark initial mine yeah. confuses me. Mm -hmm. well, we'll just move on. Um yeah, I mean, head game, I'm I'm cool with that because the head games, it's it's hard to make it a viable move because you get a lot of reward, but a lot of risk, similarly to Spite. So if you put it to in the extra skill and take the pressure off of having it be a recovery specifically, mm -hmm. then, uh, okay. Yeah, I'm cool with that. All right. Uh, let's see here. So we've got those two settled. Um... What about side special? We've got Slipshot, we've got, um, what'd you call it? Rending Claw? Gorgon Claw? Gorgon Claw. Was it Gorgon or Gorgons? Uh, Gorgons, although okay. either or. I think Gorgon's Claw sounds better. Okay. If, if the low okay. is a little bit better. Uh, mm -hmm. I, I like the concept of Slipshot, but I think Gorgon's Claw is pretty interesting sounding. It's a it's a strong. Where you're tearing, yeah. Yeah, like like at first I was thinking, why is this not just like a side smash attack? But when you added in like the the rending of reality and the black hole effect, it's like, okay, that makes it special. Because so, yeah. sometimes yeah. sometimes the ideas I like, sometimes they're my ideas. Sometimes they're ideas of somebody I saw randomly on site. They're like, it's like this can be a special move. Just like, that's a smash attack. Why not <laughs> this? That, mm -hmm. That's something that mm -hmm. I keep in mind sometimes with some things. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's I why like I, the... I don't make a. It's why I don't make a special move. She swipes her staffs. Like, no, nah, that's a. That's just an attack, dude. Mm -hmm. uh, nothing special mm -hmm. about that. That's why I didn't give Sonic like three spin dashes. <laughs> and a spring. Yep, and a spring. Good man. Good name. Someday um, we need to give Sonic the uh, makeover treatment. I agree. I, I mean, agree. technically, I already 
altered Sonic a little bit on the week, but he can probably alter it a little bit more. I actually don't remember what I did for him besides the extra skill that I gave him. I'm in on it, if only for the alter- one of the alternate costumes being this, um, the first form that we saw for the movie before they changed it due to back- fan backlash. No. <laughs> no. That's something the that needs to burn in hell. Sonic it's a toddler in a onesie. <laughs> uh-huh. All right. Um, I like the idea of Slipshot a lot um, in, the, in the way it can... It over-prioritizes a bunch of things, mm-hmm. makes it unique. Um, maybe yeah, maybe I, I Slipshot can turn into an item. Just like... Um, just like it looks yeah. like... Um, Kind of like, I don't remember. I don't remember what it looks like in, in Conjecture. I think it's just like the little, like teardrop. Or <clears throat> Maybe that's tirelessness. But like things like Petrified Attack, mm-hmm. you look like a little, like a little tag, a little little piece of paper. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. Maybe yeah. You can make an item that looks kind of like that for Slipshot, and so people people can pick it up and equip to them, and then all their projectiles have that property. That could be interesting. Yeah, that that is true. That is true. Oh yeah, I can I can see that icon and how it could be. Yeah. Turned ish into a projectile. Okay, okay, that works. Okay, so if you want to go for Gorgon Slot, I mean, I'm open for that, of course. Yeah, why not? Let's do that. Okay, okay. Um, how are you feeling about the rest of it, though? Like the standard, the down. Uh, what was your down again? It was just it was cursed palm where you're using the 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 mouth with the gas out out of your hand. Oh, that's right. That's right. And then yours is a landmine. Yeah, which honestly, I feel like um, your cursed palm. There's far less characters that can do an attack like that. There's certainly characters that can um, insert poison type Pokemon here. Insert right. warrior garlic breath. Uh, but landmine, <laughs> I feel like, yeah, can be used probably click conceptually by a wider variety of things. So I'm kind of cool mm-hmm. to go with a. Uh, um, uh, Curse, curse palm, curse palm. Curse palm. Yeah, curse palm. Which is one of the weapons yeah. in Uprising. Actually, now I remember that. Yeah. Was that is that right. weapon based off of Medusa? I think. Let's look because I know I know like a lot of the bosses have weapons based off them, or have will have something mm-hmm. like there's the Veruti palm. Uh, no, I don't think it is. It's not based on her. Interesting. I'm not sure if she has one. Interesting. She might not. Huh. I know there's the Grape Reaper poem. Let's see here. Medusa. <laughs> it doesn't look like she has an, a weapon based off of her. Wow. Weird. Interesting. I mean, I guess it kind of makes sense. Why would Pelotina give Pit a weapon based off Medusa? But you also have the Pandora Claws. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, I, I concur, though. I mean, the landline is a good move. Just a move that could be used by a variety of characters, and including yeah. maybe another uprising character. Um, so, yeah, I'm cool. Ooh. I'm cool with that. I'm cool with that too. Uh, Centurion, Phosphora. Yeah, there you go. Phosphora could do that. But yeah, I, I'm, I'm fine <laughs> with that. Okay. Okay. Uh, and then um, standard special. I had the weak point reticle, which is a unique concept. And you had the mm-hmm. um, petrification something. 
Stone Gaze. That's stone right. Gaze, stone Gaze. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that this is where it starts to be. I'm okay with it. Veering more into yours, where we're dealing with kind of these Palutena esque things with a twist. Mm-hmm. Um, stone Gaze. I, I I don't know. Stone Gaze is like something Medusa does that characters can't do. Other characters can't do. Yeah. Uh, weak point reticle. Um, you could pretty much say the same thing. And both of our um, uh, funnel smashes involve characters you know, either being or potentially being petrified. So it's still represented is, no matter what. Right. And that's where I'm coming at, where I'm thinking maybe we go weak point reticle because it, it, they kind of have the function where you're, where you are uh, taking an opponent in their, in their weakest state. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, petrification is in the final smash. Either way we go. And I think that that's the best place for it because it's such an it's an iconic thing for Medusa. You may as well toss it in the final smash. So how about weak point reticle standard? I'm good with that. Okay. All right. So we got weak point reticle. We got um, curse palm. Gorgon's claw. Yeah. Gorgon's claw. Right. Gorgon's claw. uh, Hellish missile. Then curse palm. We have an extra skill of Head Games, which is a clever name. Uh, and then mm-hmm. Final Smash. <laughs> we have the Petrifying Meteor Shower, and I think you called yours Goddess, Goddess of Darkness? Of darkness. Goddess of Darkness. Mm-hmm. Which just face, after the title. Which yours is a cinematic where they're petrified and then they just get obliterated by laser. And mine is more like a petrifying version of... Uh, the brawl versions of of Star I forgot trying to say the name of the goddamn attack, uh, PK Starstorm. It's it's more like a brawl version of that case, as opposed to the ultimate version where they're essentially a beam attack. Hmm. Um. I'm cool with either of these, so I'll just kind of defer to your thoughts. Uh, the two big thoughts. Actually, I guess I kind of have three thoughts here. One, cinematic. Enough said. Two. Mm-hmm. Uh, combining two powers together, kind of like Palutena does. Uh, but the only problem with mine is the potential iffiness of the petrification. Uh, I kept it simp- as, as simplistic as I could in this one, just be like, one or two seconds, they can't move, but they can get away after that. Mm-hmm. But it's still, I do worry that it is still potentially problematic. But I don't right, know. Right, right. There's a reason I only I... did that much with Petrify. I think it's something you have to have personally. And I think if you're going to do it, the way that you're doing it might, is the least offensive way of doing it. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, yeah, and again, cinematic is cinematic. Um, Ultimate did it too much. Kind of took me off the bandwagon of them in general, yeah. like like you. Like, I understand um, why Sakurai wanted to make Final Smashes more, a little bit more uniform, a little bit more speedy to get back in the action thing, but I feel like he went, he, he course corrected too, too hard. Not everything mm-hmm. needed to just be cinematic. Then that, Now we have right. Final Smashes that pretty much fall into a Triforce Slash, a Beam Attack, or a Cinematic, for the most part. There are some outliers. but mm-hmm. um, Or also, there's the uh, um, 
Ultimate Spider, or I forget I forget what it's actually called, but Spider-Man's Hyper Smash Tech in um, Marvel vs. Capcom, which then Greninja, Maximum Spider, that's what it's called, uh, and then Greninja has his version of that, and now we have Cloud uses his version of that. It's like, okay. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um... Yeah, I mean, petrifying meteor shower or whatever. Was called. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Yeah, the Medusa cinematic is cool. You could do something similar with other characters. I think yeah. that was like the prevailing theme is, what is it that other characters characters can do? Okay, bye. Yeah, more or less. Yeah. And you yeah. can absolutely yeah. argue that um, the cinematic one is more likely to smash, but again, we don't care about that. We like doing our vision. Right, right, right. And, uh, our our vision can be not... reflected yeah. by Smash Cannon, mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. or reflect Smash right. Cannon sometimes. But right. we still do what we want. Um, exactly. So we have a move set. We do. Uh, so we've got a few things left to discuss here with Medusa. First of all, special abilities, unique traits. Uh, I didn't have any. Um, she's not really similar like somebody that would be wall jumping. So I was like, mm -hmm. no, nothing for that. If Palutena doesn't do it, Medusa ain't gonna do it. Simple enough there. Right. Um, I think one thing I, I think this was a good episode for moveset making. This, this was a well balanced moveset. Um, we had to go places with Poochie where we were mimicking Yoshi, and that was cool. But I like freshening it up with this one too. Yeah. This, is, this is a good episode. Even though there are um, a couple things that are pulling similar traits with Palutena, and then there's Hellish Missa, which. Mm -hmm. I mean, she doesn't use it anymore, so it's fine. She gave she gave up her. Rights. It's better than teleport. Yep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I thought mm -hmm. I only Something. use warp teleport encounter when I have no other choice, and even then, I try try to make it different. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I I can't think of any extra skills. So okay. Huh. Or oh. other skills, brother. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I found next... a little too hard about extra skills, actually. <laughs> Sometimes it happens. Spite, I also uh -huh. went a little on the deep end with that one. Uh, so oh, next she's up, like then... <laughs> next up, we have our alt costumes. Uh, sometimes they come up with like solid ideas for these. Sometimes they're just like, yeah, color changes. This time around, I have mm -hmm. some specific ideas that are more or less color changes. But I have one that's based off of her NES sprite. So, you know... Alpha takes on a faint mm -hmm. orange color scheme while her skin and hair become different shades of green. Uh, I have one that's based off her NES art, which is the pink dress monster form. Uh, so, you know, she's got a pink color scheme to her outfit. Skin becomes turquoise and she's got blonde hair, which would be mm -hmm. very different look for her. And then all the <laughs> other ones are just uh, different color schemes based off of some of her uh, underworld lieutenants, um, Pandora, Thanatos. But then also some of the other gods that we meet in uh, Uprising, namely Hades, Palutena, Viridi, Pyron, and I don't know if he's actually a god in Awakening, but I'm assuming he's their version of Hephaestus, and that's Dentos. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty much the same way. I had, I had the same two color schemes for the sprite and the artwork from NES. Um, Hades, Palutena, Viridi, Pandora, all there. Um, and then I just went a slightly different route and went for her underlings. Like, uh, I have a twin bellows one with, with, uh, kind of fiery hair and, and, and 
blackish grayish body and, and coloring. Um, they have a Shimum one. They sell those little snakes hmm. that she that she had the flying snakes, green and white and pink, or rather uh, blue and white and pink. I think. What what would have been useful to rope something? Uh, hold on a sec. I is it from is it from Uprising? Because there was the fireworm, which is an underworld army enemy in Uprising. Oh Shimon! Oh it these guys! Is, okay, yeah. okay, I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. The guys that come out of the yeah. little vases. Yeah. And okay. Like okay. Yellow know, okay. and blue and purple, so kind of like a neonish, almost thing, and then one based off an eggplant lizard. Oh. Okay. So, that's what I got. That's what I got. Okay. Just slight variations. Twin bells yeah. is basically your Pyron one. So. Yeah. Pyron it is because it's another god. I mean, um, I would not be opposed to dropping Pyron for twin bells because fuck Pyron. He's annoying. <laughs> he's there because. I have all because all the gods except for um, the only god that I in Uprising that's not represented here is Poseidon, and Poseidon is in the game for like two minutes, and it's only in mm -hmm. um, you just see like a voice a uh, dialogue sprite of him as he talks. Mm -hmm. You don't actually ever get to see him. I hope if we get another character scheme like actually shows Poseidon actually sh give us Zeus. What would they do for Zeus? Mm -hmm. Also, is, is, oh, Palat is, is what is what is Palatina's place compared to the actual Greek pantheon? I'm curious about that. Like, is she mm -hmm. supposed to be Athena, or is she just her own new thing? I agree. Zeus could be a villain for the next game. Honestly, I feel you like know. he should be. I feel mm -hmm. like make Zeus a villain. Mm-hmm. That would be cool. Um, one thing left. One thing left. Home stages. Uh... Now, I, I've had an idea for this being her home stage for a long... Well, I had, strictly wasn't this idea for her home stage, but I've had an idea for this stage. Uh, it's just not one that I've made yet. Uh, it's the Underworld. But specifically, an NES version of the Underworld. Kind of like how we have the old school versions of 75M and of Mario Brothers. Just, like, stick the characters into some... I don't know if it'd be, like, strictly into a level of the Underworld from the original game... Or just something using that design. I don't know. I would probably go with something that's pulled straight from the game. But I'm not familiar enough with the original characters to pick a location. But I say uh, NES-styled version of the Underworld for fucking sure. I have the same thing written Fuck down. Yes. So. yes. At some point, one of us will yeah. make that stage. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Either that or that burning town. <laughs> nah, nah, that's Twin Bell's yeah. stage. Yeah, when he becomes playable in Smash. Yep, Smash is not too big. There you go. Yep. Imagine if that's like the Piranha Plant of fucking Smash 6. <laughs> I mean, Piranha Plant is or, the or Jigglypuff like... of Smash Ultimate. There he, you he's go. the Mr. Game & Watch. I hate it, but it's true. He's the mm -hmm. WTF character, mm -hmm. and this is the first time I've hated it. Mm -hmm. Mostly because, like, there are so many other Mario characters you could have gone with. God damn it. Yeah. Even outside of Waluigi. We could have got Toad. Toad's been good. We could have got Seriously? Wart. Wart would have been another good uh -huh. WTF choice, but we're not here to talk about Wart today. Maybe another day we'll talk about Wart. Could have gotten Petey Piranha instead of Piranha Plant. Honestly, yeah. Should have yeah. been Petey Piranha. Yeah. Uh-huh. Would have been uh, weird, well. but I wouldn't have hated it. Yeah, I mean, okay. you know, it, 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 it's, it's a thing. It happens. 
But that of course, is all I am Petey. You are not Petey Piranha. Please, no more hacking up sludge on the podcast. It is disgusting to hear. Seriously. Anywho, next time on Supercast Brothers, I almost said Select Star Gaming. It's like, that is not this show. We have another Smashers episode for you. In this one, we have a, a specific theme for it. We're going to be going with... Uh, Do we? Well, yes. As we're calling this the Hideki Kamiya special. Characters from oh. games that Hideki Kamiya, uh, I believe, directed or published. He had some involvement with. Not strictly whether they were, you know, Platinum Games or Clover Studios. Just like anything Hideki Kamiya. So, that should be fun. We've got a guest lined up for it. And we'll have another set of characters for Rate Their Chances. And I get to see a guest uh, give us their numbers on it, which should be interesting. I'm kind of curious what numbers they'll give us, considering their thoughts on some characters that we've discussed before. Should be entertaining at the very least. But with that, we'll see you all next time. Bye, everyone. Sweet dreams and sweet beans to you all.